0: What's up, everybody? On this week's episode of Guys Talking Sports, we take a dive into the NFL, into the exclusiveness of the, the franchise and the non-exclusive franchise franchise, franchise tags, excuse me, with uh, Lamar Jackson and other QBs that are pending in free agency. Uh, we touch on PGA. We touch on PGA and this new thing that Roy and Tiger are, are venturing into in association with the PGA. And then we also touch on the Alabama men's basketball scandal and Next Moves and what really all kind of went down. So make sure you guys tune in to this week's episode of Guys What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Guys Talking Sports. It's Thursday, February 23rd, the shortest month of the year. It's Black History Month. And we're here to bring you, get you guys caught up on what's going on in the world of sports. So Al, E, Al is back from his sabbatical. You know, he had some, he had some spiritual things he needed to take care of, get his cleanse on.
1: He was he in the, the dark with he, he was in the dark with uh, Aaron Rodgers.
0: Exactly. Exactly. He <laughs> didn't want to sit there at first, but he may have that scoop. You know what I'm saying? He may just have that scoop. So we're going we're gonna to hold that out for the NFL news. But guess what? we about to jump into some NFL news. But before that, fellas, what's been going
2: on?
1: I'm good. I was actually at a school program, a Black History Month program, um, um, in relations to the 1619 project, which is on Hulu. Thankfully, I'm glad we live in New Jersey, not Florida, because we lived in Florida. The whole program probably would have got shut down by their governor um but it was good and i do actually like the part where they um gave gave homage to the divine eye and had some kids uh going out there and um repping uh repping all the greek and um all the greek black greek and sororities males and females so it was um i was very impressed took pink too
3: nice nice I'm not going to say anything. I'm just coming back. I mean, I would rather see that than coming out of my sabbatical with Aaron Rodgers. So I'm just ready to get started. Cause quite frankly, I don't really want to talk about what he was telling me about what he was going to do. So let's just did get make you, right into it.
1: Did he make you take the, um, eat the mushrooms and the peyota and do all that stuff? Cause you know, he down with that. <laughs> yeah, So I've heard, but I'm going to, I'm not, I,
3: I'm, 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 I had to decline that because of my spiritual beliefs, so um, at this particular point, it was just trying to get an interview, which was just trying to get water from a rock. But I don't okay.
0: <laughs> It's all good. But you tried. That's the most important thing. We sent you said you're deep, deep, deep undercover. You tried. <laughs>
3: you almost got lost in there. So I'm glad <laughs> that I'm back out.
0: It's all good, man. It's all good. So without further ado, without further ado just jump right into it. Let's jump into the NFL. I believe today, or maybe yesterday, marked the uh, the beginning of free agency and the uh, not, no sorry not free agency but the uh, the franchise uh, franchise tag. And the elephant in the room is Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. And will Baltimore sign Lamar to the to exclusive uh, free agent tender? Or will they sign him to the non-exclusive free agent tender Well, he will be able to talk with other teams and see if other teams will sit there and put out an offer. And if the offer is put out, then the, the, the Ravens have the opportunity to match. And if they can't match, then that team signs Lamar and then they have to give up two first-round draft picks for Lamar's talents. So with that being said, what are you guys' thoughts on the possibility of Lamar not being a Raven in the uh, 23 upcoming season for the Baltimore Ravens? Do you think that's a possibility or do you think that the Ravens will get a deal done, if nothing else, franchise them and have them locked in for, I believe, it's 43 or $45 million for this upcoming season, which I just heard that the Ravens only have about 23 to $25 million of cap space. So let that sink in before you guys say your responses. So don't jump and also talk at the same time, let that soak in and then provide your intelligent response as I cackle in the background.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, honestly, I, who knows? It, 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 it's messy and it's it's been messy all you know all, all this past season. Um but where they're at right now the Baltimore Ravens um is, is of their own making. Um 90% and then the other 10% is Deshaun Watson. <laughs> oh yeah. So um 90% I say the Baltimore Ravens because they could have got a deal with him done um back when he was first eligible um after his third year to sign him to a contract extension but you know they wanted to you know they didn't want to pay the freight then which would have been cheaper mm-hmm. they wanted to hold out a little bit more a little bit more just to kind of see because as we do know he plays the qp position but he runs and he's you know he's been hurt he's missed the last five games the last two seasons so i can understand the raven's calls for pause that they don't want to give all that money because they're not sure they're going to get a full 16 or 17 games out of them um and lo and behold you saw what happened to Kyler murray he signs his contract what happens a couple of weeks later boom acl is going and he might not even be ready by the beginning of this upcoming season and i don't think the Cardinals really wanted to pay that pay, pay what they paid him but they kind of got boxed in so I think the Baltimore Ravens are in the same situation that the Cardinals are in, but I, if they didn't offer him a contract now of what he's looking for, or at least something close to what he's looking for, where you can kind of, you know, kind of, all right, I can, I can counter offer with something else. You know, I heard they tried to lowball him, but I have a feeling they're going to just franchise tag him. And then they either a trade him or B make him play out the franchise tag but then they're going to have to come back to the Piper again next year. And it's going to cost, you know, it's going to cost them a hell of a lot more. So I don't know. I thought they would have got the situation straightened out already, but it ain't looking good.
3: Nah, I I completely agree. Um, And to be honest, I wouldn't even, I mean, the franchise tag would be the option, but I'm going to be honest with you. I would not be surprised if they don't even franchise tag him or, find a way to um, get rid of him in a sense, not get rid of him, but trade him or um, do something with him where he's no longer with Baltimore. Um, I think they have, I'm not saying that they have their true replacement in Lamar Jackson, but I think they have a temporary filler um, with, I've got the quarterback's name already. Um,
0: You mean not their backup?
3: The backup. I think it's just going to be temporary, I think because of the fact that they hired a new offensive coordinator that they're going to look to change up and look more for of a passer than a runner. And I don't know if Lamar Jackson would be the ideal quarterback that the new offensive quarter, coordinator would be looking for. Um, now, now, because if that was the case right now, I think that they would have already signed uh, Lamar Jackson to that contract, so I think that it's, it's just a lot of signals that are in place that shows me that they're not looking to keep Lamar Jackson long-term
1: and you're talking in the quarterback you're talking about is Tyler Huntley.
3: Correct. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I'm not saying that they're going to offer Tyler Huntley as a replacement. I'm just saying that that would be only as a temporary until they find the quarterback that they're looking for. I think that they're going, I would not be surprised if they changed the whole office of scheme to look for more passing than running.
1: I tell you what, Dallas Huntley might have had a little bit more leverage on the side if he didn't fumble the rock right in the goal line against awesome. the Bengals in the playoffs. Dude, don't jump, just run around the side. There was nobody on the left or the right. You could easily dipped around, but that's neither here nor there.
0: Well, no, that works in the Ravens' advantage because they can lowball his ass, and ain't nobody gonna sit there and and overpay for his services. So that's true. The Ravens if you go in there for like a one-year, six or eight million dollar contract. Like, prove it they keep it moving type of deal, while they'll go in there and based off of your thought process now, uh I'm thinking, I'm thinking the Ravens is going to sit there and put the non-exclusive tender on Lamar. And that's just because they just don't have the cap space. They will have to sit there and literally tear down their team to, to acquire this, uh, the cap space or rework a lot of contracts. To acquire the cap space just so the market fit under that uh, that one-year uh, franchise tag, which I think is about 43 million, and they're about 20 million short of that. They're not going to do anything to the uh, to the contract they just did for Roquan, Swift, Roqu- Roquan Smith because Baltimore's MO has always been defense, and then kind of working around the offense.
2: So with that being said, I think Lamar is going to get. The
0: you know what? I, part of me wants to believe that he'll get the non-exclusive tender, but the other part of me says they'll they'll give him the exclusive tender with the intent of creating a trade package so that they won't be stuck with trying to match whatever team is trying to pay him and then only getting two uh, first round draft picks. Cause I believe that the Ravens think they can get more than two first round draft picks for Lamar Jackson, but on the same, but on the same heading, Lamar has been hurt the past two years. I don't know what team is going to sit there and give up uh, a ton of draft capital considering he's been hurt the last two seasons. So I think it's going to be fascinating with these next two weeks, as far as how the Ravens are going to maneuver. And see what they're gonna do if they're gonna put him on the exclusive or the non-exclusive tender for the franchise tag. Personally, I think Lamar is playing it right. He doesn't have a he doesn't have an agent. And like you said, he that 10% of Deshaun Watson. He's been in the league, he proved he was the MVP. He's deserving, if nothing else, what Deshaun Watson <laughs> is uh is is being paid for, if nothing else, uh, nothing less. So uh it's going to be like i said a very interesting two to three weeks considering how this whole process is going to play out
1: yeah because like I said, that to Sean Watson. i mean you know all the all the other own owners were were ticked about that you know guaranteeing him that amount of money with that kind of cloud over his head you know to say the least and he wasn't even a person that they would have thought would even warrant that you know mm-hmm. that could be a contract that you could have like a Patrick Mahomes would have would have gotten and nobody would have thought second, you know, you know, second about it. So I I I think yeah, they're gonna franchise tag them. Um they might they might do the exclusive tag. I mean yeah he'll be at 45 mil but then they'll have control of where they send them.
0: Right. Exactly. And then they can also control how much they get back.
1: Yeah. Because mm-hmm. if they do the non-exclusive then you're going to have to, you know, if someone offers them, someone has to offer them, offer them a right. contract. If they don't, then you're stuck with them, but at a, but at a little bit lower. But if they do, then that team has to be willing to come up off, like you said, those two you know, two draft picks and whatever else they're going to ask for. So it's, somebody's going to offer him something. And he's what going to get it? his money, whether it's oh, going yeah. to be with the Ravens or somebody else, but he's he about to get paid.
0: You got the Jets. You
2: got the Falcons, Tampa Bay, uh, the
1: Saints. Just to name a few. I was, if I was the Jets, I, you know, <clears> throat> not throat> to throat> veer off the topic. I'm just saying because the Jets have a have a a great team, a ready-made team. They're a quarterback away from you. You could pay like a like a one or two year, and they might be right there, not a quarterback that you got to give up to get. You just got that roster looking good. How much you going to have to give to get?
0: I feel you on that. I feel you. But think about the dynamics of the uh, the Jets offense. Correct. If you just look at it from a run standpoint, Reese Hall and Michael Carter is equivalent to Gus Edwards and I forget the other cat that's here in Baltimore. So you got that run element. They got the tight end is uh, Edoma. I think that's his name uh, for the Jets. He's not the same type of tight end that uh, Baltimore has in the All-Pro. But what you lack in that All-Pro tight end, you got two quality ass or three quality ass, or maybe even four quality ass wide receivers that the Jets have versus Ravens, though don't got shit for damn uh, wide receivers. So you can put a dynamic offense where you really have you're going to put a lot of strain on a po- opposing defenses that play the Jets because you just don't know what you're going to get with Lamar Jackson in that situation. And in that case, Lamar is only 26. You got the receivers for the Jets under control for the next three to four years. The running backs lot. are under control for the next three to four years. The only thing you'd ever have to worry about is that offensive line.
3: I have not heard anything from the Jets saying that they had any entrance in Lamar Jackson. I
0: haven't either. I haven't either. I, it's,
1: I think it's for the, for the reasons I'm thinking. Yes, they want him. They would like to get him. A, I don't think the Ravens, if they franchise tag him, will, will fight tooth and nail, let him go to an AFC team. I think he's going to wind up in the NFC personally. <laughs> but second, like I said, I agree with you, Ace, on all those points. But you gotta. Do you, how much do you want to give to get when you're literally right there? And you might be like the Rams, where now the bill is due, <laughs> and they're screwed.
2: Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, but. Uh, but in but
0: in the in a flip side, if let's just say let's let's play uh, hypotheticals here that they put the non-exclusive and i think the non-exclusive put the jets uh the tender at 32 or 33 million
1: per year oh 45. no non-exclusive not, not exclusive. non-exclusive yeah yeah, non-exclusive.
0: yeah right so they do the non-exclusive the jets come in there and say knowing that the ravens only the the ravens only have 23 mil in cap space so they say okay well, let's go ahead and give you 36 million over the next three years guaranteed. That's damn near close to a hundred million dollars. Maybe over a hundred million dollars. Yeah, definitely over hundred million dollars. So we'll give you a three year, thirty-six million, $36 million contract guaranteed. The Ravens is like, shit, okay. They could only get the two two first round draft picks, but the Jets make it deep into the playoffs for the next two to three years. That means the Ravens are only getting like, draft picks somewhere between 23 and 32. I don't think that's a bad, I don't think that's a bad haul. And by the time Lamar's three-year contract is up, it's either Super Bowl or bust within those three years. And if it doesn't work out, send him on his way. Not, uh, the Jets can go ahead and get whoever it is that they feel to get in the draft or another quarterback in free agency. Because at that point, everybody, like you said, everybody's going to be due for a contract at that point. <laughs> so <laughs> they're going to have to make some uh, some decisions. I think that would be a smart move by the by the Jets, but it takes the the ball. It takes the Ravens
2: to sit there and put them on a non-exclusive. And the question is whether or not he they will do that at this stage.
0: Either way. The Ravens can't afford the non-exclusive versus the versus the exclusive. They're they're cap strapped. And what are they going to do to sit there and make it so that they can fit Lamar under the cap either under either uh, tender? <laughs> Who are they going to have to sacrifice?
1: Well, and I don't think
2: it. that
1: that. I was going to say that's why I, I I would lean more towards exclusive tag because you you can control the destination. True. And you can, and you can control the you can control the trade, and you can pick and choose the team you 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 can pick and choose the conference where you want to send them to.
0: <laughs> and I guess in that scenario, they would probably want the best the better first round picks. <laughs> send
1: them send them to Atlanta. Atlanta's willing to you know to give Deshaun Watson a, a ton of money before the Cleveland Browns came right up, nudged them. <laughs> true,
0: true. True, but <laughs> I love this time of year. This is what makes the NFL such a drama-filled all-year-round type of situation because there's always some crap like this that kind of rears its ugly head about this time of year.
3: <laughs> but the problem is that Baltimore can't wait too long. They, if they're going to do it, they need to do it at the perfect time because there's going to be teams that already know that we know that's looking for a QB that is just going to be like, we, we're not going to wait. We'll just do what we need to do and make other arrangements with other teams. Um, you know, I get the fact that Lamar Jackson is there, but, you know, why would I wait to see what you're going to do when I can have an opportunity to grab, like, a, 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 a Aaron Rodgers or a Derek Carr? Or, and, you know, I know that's what some of the teams are looking to do. They're looking for a QB. They're not going to just sit and wait and twiddle their thumbs while Baltimore figures out what they're going to do with
2: Lamar Jackson. And by that time, the well may be dry. Rude. But I also think that teams
0: will sit there and not do nothing until the Lamar Jackson shoe drops. And then everything will start to... I mean, if the, the Jets gave Derek Carr all this high praise. Pretty much <laughs> gave him, you know, it's cold in the basement, cup the sure. balls type of treatment. You know what I'm saying? But did they offer that brother a contract? not at all because they waiting patiently just to see how everything else is going to shake
1: out they, they're waiting, waiting on Aaron Rodgers they're waiting on Aaron Rodgers if I'm them mm-hmm. I no, I, I wouldn't want him nowhere near it because he's too much of a head case you don't know from year to year or week to week whether he wants to play or not
3: and to be honest if they're waiting for Aaron Rodgers then that just solidifies the fact that they're more dysfunctional than I thought you can easily get up get, you can easily do what you need to do and start a new with Derek Carr. And I think that's, that's what all the New York fans up here is clamoring for. Why are you wasting your time not signing Derek Carr? That's all I've been hearing. Like at this particular point, you said everything that you needed to say, like now just put the offer on the table to make it solidified. And if you don't do that, then everybody's gonna complain that at this, especially if it's Aaron Rodgers. If it's Aaron Rodgers, this is just gonna be an, this this whole New York media is just gonna go crazy. Um, not in a good way
1: either. Yeah, that's the vibe I'm getting down here. I think a lot of, a lot of people are like, no, we don't we don't want them.
2: I'm curious because the t-
0: the the team on the the other sideline of said MetLife Stadium also has a situation with the QB. And what if my man that just came out of retreat had an epiphany <laughs> and said, I want to go to the New York football fighting Giants. How would you feel as an avid big blue fan, Mr. Ross? I wouldn't wanna... uh, <laughs> you don't want to. You don't want the possibility of the man, the gunslinger, coming in there and leading your squad and taking <laughs> no-name wide receivers and making them great? <laughs>
1: He's too much of a diva. And if he had the problems with the wide receivers in Green Bay, and arguably they're slightly they're a little bit better than what we got in New York, how are you going to feel what he got there? Because he ain't got nothing.
2: Uh,
0: well, would you say the running back situation, the running back position is better off in Green Bay or, or New York? And it's oh okay. Running back tight end situation is better than New York than Green Bay. How would you how would you feel about that? If those are his one and two options before he goes to wide receivers, because typically that is his options, minus you know, the elephant in the room, which is the wide receiver that went to to Las Vegas. How would you compare those
2: two position rooms? Who's better?
1: I would say Green Bay is better.
2: Running back and tight end? Yep.
1: Yeah. Combined, yes.
0: So you would take the running back from Green Bay over Saquon?
1: That, com- that combination of the, of the two.
0: Okay.
1: okay. If you have to go, you know, you know, running back for running back, mm-hmm. I would take Saquon Barkley. But if you're going to say running back and tight end combo, then I would have to go with Green Bay because they're, that tandem is slightly better. Heck, Saquon Barkley is going to be looking for a deal. They don't guarantee they're going to they gonna bring him back. So right now, I mean, You know, for the the New York Giants, you know, they have a lot more cap to go, but they got a lot more holes to fill. Right. And Aaron Rodgers, as good as he is, will take up a lot of money. And they, (laughs) that roster needs to be built up. I feel you. And if I'm Aaron Uh Rodgers, I would want to go to the Giants personally. I'd rather go to the Jets because they got more there. (laughs) Can they pay it, bro? Can the Jets pay him? They probably could. <laughs> but some people, like you said, Ace, when it comes time for those other rookies that are good to come off the contracts, somebody ain't getting some money. <laughs>
0: exactly. Exactly. And that's that's the big thing. That's why I think of Lamar Jackson on a two- or three-year deal at a point where Baltimore can't match match it due to, due to their cap constraints work out in their favor, but that's why I think they won't do the non-exclusive because they know they can't match any any tender on a franchise tag.
1: Well, you know who's going to get it? You know who's going to get a non-exclusive tag? Who's that? Uh, Daniel Jones.
2: <laughs> oh, for
1: sure. Because there's no the- threat of anybody off Max offering them a Max Sheet. <laughs> if they can't work out a contract, He'll be put under a non-exclusive franchise tag. He'll get 32 or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. No one's out there going to be offering offering the Giants, you know, offering them a big contract.
2: The only team that could sit there and possibly would be willing to do so,
1: maybe, is Atlanta. And I would be floored if they did. <laughs>
0: and only reason I say that is because of how uh, Mariota played the position. And Daniel Jones can kind of mimic Mariota in what he brought to the table. But he's also a better passer than a Mariota.
1: Good. We'll take their first round pick. And guess what? They right up at the top of the uh, they right at the top of the draft. And they'll and the Giants will go there <laughs> and, and and draft their QB of the future. <laughs> True.
2: True. I think
1: I think they I think the Falcons pick what third or fourth somewhere. No, third, I think.
0: If anything, I think the Falcons should wait till after they do their draft before they make any really harsh decisions about their quarterback situation.
1: Yeah, and if I'm the Ravens, yeah. if you're gonna if you're gonna make a, a if you want to franchise tag them or try to trade them, whatever, you gonna want to pull that trigger before the draft. Oh
0: yeah, because you want the assets
1: for sure. You want the assets, and you want to mm-hmm. try to get a draft pick now. You don't want to wait to mm-hmm. after the fact. So if anything is going to happen with him, you know, trade, franchise, or otherwise, I think it's going to, it's probably going to happen within the, within the next maybe five to ten days.
0: Well, don't be surprised if Lamar gets drafted and half of Baltimore burns down, so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, I, and I say that in
0: jest, but these fans might get crazy if they get, if they trade Lamar, but in the same sense, a lot of them is just like, I'm tired of the, the solder, you know what I'm saying? I'm tired of the back and forth. If Lamar wanted to be here, he would have signed a contract by now. But this is the track record of Baltimore is they just don't pay players. And Rokon Smith getting the contract that he got, considering the Ravens don't want to pay, that's why he was so quick to sign his contract because he's like, the hell with Lamar, I'm getting mine. <laughs> Said that in football, that's the mentality. Of the of the players because it's all about one. Well, the the uh, the players association and 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 everything like that made it so
2: that you look out for yourself and then yourself first and then team uh, team second. So I don't know. Interesting, very interesting. Uh, any other uh, any other thing that stands
0: out in the NFL at this particular moment before we go ahead and move on to something
2: else? uh yes poor eric eric b enemy i Mm. uh, i didn't like that he uh,
1: it sucks put like that you know (laughs) that i don't know whether in the past he just hasn't interviewed well or he has a you know uh some kind of thing about he just rubs owners. All, I, I don't know what it is, but, you know, they won the Super Bowl. Eagles lost the Super Bowl. But both the offensive and defensive coordinators, first first time in those positions, if if, I, if I'm if i not mistaken, both get head coaching jobs. Eric Bieniemy still didn't get a job. Brian Lefwich didn't get a job. He was let go and it and it and it wasn't even on him. <laughs> so I just hate the fact that every enemy had to sit there and just take a lateral move to go to the Washington Redskins just to prove to everybody out there that he calls the plays. Even though Andy, you know, Andy Rita is saying he calls the plays or we call them together, and he gives them his he gives them his flowers all the time. But to sit there and the fact that Other guys who have, within the last four years, have had one year of offensive coordinator experience or with the Giants because of Joe Judge, no experience at all, gets these jobs, these opportunities, and he hasn't. And the one time you did give him an opportunity, you hamstring him because you said, well, we'll make you the head coach, Jacksonville Jaguars, but we want to pick your, but we want to pick your, um." Your, your coaches under mm-hmm. you. And he said, No thanks, but no thanks, thinking he's going to get something else. And then after that, all these other guys are getting jobs. He can't, after winning a Super Bowl, after Patrick Mahomes, you know, not having that much dip in, you know, QBR, after Tyreek Hill goes to uh, Miami, and he has to take a lateral move to go to the cesspool that is the Washington Redskins. I don't hate the Redskins, but I'm gonna pull for him. <laughs> Not against the Giants, but I'm gonna pull for him for every every other team in the NFL that he gets in there and he lights them up with whatever quarterback they got, because right now they ain't got a quarterback. And I feel bad for
2: him. I completely
3: agree with you on that. Um I also add I would add also Steve Wilkes in there as a name as a candidate as well. Um, right, I'm in complete 100% agreement with you. And, um, and I say this with the utmost respect that I kind of wish that the NFL players do something in that regard. And it kind of reminds me with the NBA. The NBA, we know that the players basically run the asylum. They get to choose their own coach um, to be the head coach. I, I kind of wish that the NFL players to some degree stand up and say, hey, look, I, you know, if you want us to be in a, a position, I, we need to go to bat for this particular person. Um, enemy should be our head coach. Um, I think these players, especially these high profile players um, on these teams can at least make some type of pitch to bring in a head coach that they want. I'm pretty sure that they have some type of power play um, in the organization where they can make some type of recommendations. It almost kind of seems as though that the players don't just really care who they have as the head coach, you know, as long as they get their money and do what their jobs. That's really what the problem is going to be. And if that is the case, then that solidifies the fact that there's no one going to bat for these top head coaches that should be head coaches. Um, There should be no reason why Steve Wilkes should not be the head coach of the Carolina Panthers if the team would have went to bat for him. Um, there should be no reason why Eric Bieniemy could be a head coach anywhere if the high-profile NFL players go to back for Eric Bieniemy, or at least go to these owners and say, "Hey, look, I know that you're in a coaching search—you know, search for a new head coach. I would like to throw this person into the mix." It's se- uh, to me, it seems like if they do that, it could not only it could help. Um, it doesn't do anything if they don't try, and it almost seems as though that it's just that it is what it is type of mentality. Not saying that, you know, I know for certain, but um, I kind of wish that they would do it publicly to go for to bat for some of these coaches. And I think if they do that, I think it will carry over to for a lot of
2: people, for a lot of these coaches, I should say.
0: And look, am I mad that Steve Wilkes is the offensive coordinator for the 49 No. But do I agree with you 100% that he should have got the head coach position? Yes, considering the job that he did, considering that they they got rid of Baker, considering all the other situations, he still played very well. I'm not him, but the team played very well. Down the stretch for Carolina. Never truly got a fair shake.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, so I agree 100%. Um, Eric Biennemi, I think his downfall was just the whole – Andy Reid still calling plays and that teams don't sit there and have confidence that he could be that guy, which I think is very unrealistic and very unfair. Like you said, he, both the offensive and defensive coordinators got head coaching positions after one year, you know, and it's, yes, it's all about scheming uh, and and all that great stuff, but it's still the players that you have on the field. That can make you look like a genius. And considering everybody when they thought Tyreek Hill went to the Dolphins and that the Dolphins and that the Chiefs would sit there and have a decline, because Travis Kelsey is getting older, the offensive line isn't what it used to be. They're using a a uh, not a freshman, but a rookie running back in Pacheco. Clyde Clyde Edwards Hilaire didn't turn out to be who he was supposed to be. They didn't have a true number one wide receiver. I can go on and on honey badger isn't on the defense for the for kansas city anymore they 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 ran with four rookies on defense but look what still happened but yet he still doesn't get no love you know what i'm saying so it's crazy and i'm not gonna sit there and i'm not gonna sit there and talk about the elephant in the room in that situation i'm not i'm truly not but it, it makes it, it does give you pause in those situations because others weren't asked to bring in specific coordinators if you get this position of head coaches. You know what I mean? Everybody gets their full picking of who they want, and he was unable to do so. So like you, E, I hope he does well. I hope he takes those collection of misfits. Well, they're not misfits, but they do have some pieces down in, in DC, and he turns them around and makes them relevant to the NFC East in hopes that they can at least contend for a playoff spot. They don't necessarily have to get there. But at least he has them down to the last quarter of the uh, of the season where they're in contention. That would look as a, a huge,
2: huge win for the commanders considering, like you said, they don't have a quarterback. So. No. Yeah. Now, Moving right along
0: before we go into college hoops, I want to give a shout out sort of kind of on a topic that we don't necessarily talk about until like the last couple seconds of any episode <laughs> that we do, which is the PGA. <laughs> and I want to talk about the PGA because last year, the Live, the Live Golf or whatever you want to call it really put some serious contention to the PGA where you had some big time names, jumping over to live because they were getting paid. Well, now the PGA is working with Tiger and Rory McIlroy to bring in uh, a golf league that is working with the PGA, which will become in effect early in 2024. And I wanna give some props to Tiger and Rory and uh, putting this together and making it so that there is some other leagues out there where other players and golf players can sit there and diversify themselves and get some additional streams of income, whereas they're just not strictly focused on the PGA. And I don't know if this is going to dead, so to speak, the live golf experience or whatever the hell they call themselves. But I'm really interested to see what Tiger or Rory and their staff is going to put together, along with the PGA, to kind of be that secondary golf unit, or however the hell they want to sit there and branch themselves as, so that their top players won't leave to go to the lift. So I just wanted to give some some kudos to them. Don't know if you guys have anything to kind of piggyback off of that. I counted, I only caught one of it, like, on the ticker last night or maybe the night before. Haven't really did too much reading up on it. But I just thought I thought we'd just take a moment just to really show some love on that because we don't necessarily talk about golf on a show to show basis
1: yeah, i I didn't I haven't got a chance to to fully to to, to fully you know catch up on it. I did see it um, about the new event, but um, but yeah, I think this is a I would. My only um, side of it would be I wouldn't give that much kudos to Tiger Woods and Rory. I think I actually give kudos to the Live Tour itself because they pushed them to do something that they probably wouldn't have normally done or allow to have done if it wasn't for this other league siphoning players, offering them a lot more money and basically putting a light on some of the inequities within the PGA. Now they can go back and forth, and players can say what they want to say, but the you know, the live tour, and you know that's you know you know it's neither here nor there. You know, it is nice to see that the that the PGA is finally starting to expand their horizons and allow different things to come into play. Um, they are up in a person a lot of events, even though they're trying to stamp out that the, the live tour, but the live Tour has pushed them to do things that they wouldn't have necessarily done otherwise so yeah so you know like you said kudos to tiger and rory for you know driving that bus to get the to get to get this other event you know you know going but let's not you know discount the elephant in the room if it wasn't for the lift tour what they were doing pga wouldn't be doing what they're what they're doing right now Agreed.
3: yeah i agree the change will not be made without the live tour doing what it's supposed to be done. And it's no different from like any other sport. Cause now you start to see different changes. Um, where it's not just now, just one particular, um, uh, guess layout, um, with the golf is PGA with, and, um, football is NFL. Uh, but now you have the live golf and now with the NFL, you have, well, football, you have the XFL. So I think with all these different types of um, tournaments and different types of leagues that's coming out, I think it's only gonna be beneficial, um, more diversity, so to speak, in pro sports, uh, which is needed at this particular stage. But I agree, it does. without this starting, PGA would probably still stay the same, no changes would be in, in place, and they'll just keep going and keep going as it was. Um, so I think that change is good. Overall, and it's good because I think that it'll give more people opportunity to see and interact um, with not just being in the PGA or work playing in the PGA, but doing other things like the live golf. So I'm very excited to see what it has
2: in store for everyone going forward.
0: I agree. I agree. All right. So last but not least, I uh, want to touch on a ongoing situation with uh Alabama men's basketball and this situation with their leading scorer by the name of Brandon Miller where he's been he admitted that there was a shooting that involved and Earl please correct me if I'm wrong another former men's basketball player on that team who ended up shooting somebody and that that person passing away
1: Uh, Uh, him and him and, an, him and another guy were charged with capital murder in connection with that shooting of the um, of the young lady.
0: Now, it wasn't a, another basketball player. It was just him and another person.
1: Uh, just, I think, another person, yeah. OK. OK,
0: yeah. And this Brandon Miller's uh, gentleman is the leading scorer for the Alabama men's basketball team, which for a couple of weeks during this regular season, has led the number one Alabama Crimson Tide to the number one rankings in the college basketball poll. And uh, the past couple of days, he's been, he he admitted that he provided a gun in association to a murder, like, like he stated. And he was still able to play basketball last night, considering the situation, but they're saying that he wasn't, he didn't commit the murder so he's not the person of interest or you know he has nothing really pending or over his head but there's there's some damning proof to say that the shooter reached out to him to say go get the heat and he would have got the heat and we all know for, for those who may not know that in that other individual went and shot a girl over some BS. So now the big debate is how is it that University of Alabama is letting this player still continue to play based off these situations? The men's head coach didn't do himself any favors with some BS type of response initially, then tried to walk it back saying, well, we understand the seriousness of it, but..." He's not under investigation, so we still feel he's eligible to play, blah, 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 blah. And the saga is kind of continuing unless something is broke where I'm unaware of at this particular moment. But it just begs to make you think,
2: at what point will a star, regardless of sport, get a particular pass that's
0: due to a situation? And what kind of a black eye does this put on Alabama's men's basketball when this can happen, a person is involved in the situation, regardless if they pull the trigger or not, but yet they can still play hoops during this, you know, this craziness that's what's going on. So I'm just curious about what you guys' thoughts. I know this has been all over the news the past couple of days, but how do you guys feel about the situation? Uh,
2: it's...
1: I mean, my personal standpoint, um, optically looks bad. Um, Do I think he probably should have played last night? Probably not. But I think from the athletic standpoint, when I was listening to what they were saying and more of the information that was brought out, um, in the state of Alabama, you are allowed to carry a firearm on your person or carry a firearm. If you don't have a permit, and so from that legal standpoint, and I don't want to, you know, speak out of turn because you know I'm not a lawyer or, you know, paralegal or anything to that degree, but from what I understand, the police didn't arrest him because they're saying he didn't he didn't necessarily commit a crime because he's able to carry a gun without a permit in Alabama. Now, if he was in New Jersey, New York, or some other states, you know, his he would have got locked up because you're carrying a gun, you know, without a permit. But in Alabama, you can carry a concealed weapon without a permit. Um, so he willingly brought this information, and he willingly—no one's saying he's snitching, but he's cooperating <laughs> with law enforcement. They say, hey, I just brought. I just brought the whistle, A.K.A. the gun. I didn't do anything. But in the state of Alabama, you just carrying a gun over there is not a crime. Now, what happened afterwards is the crime. So that's sort where of the things get a little bit murky. But it looks like he's cooperating and trying to save his own ass by saying, "I didn't commit said crime. I just brought." He just asked me to bring a gun not knowing what he intended on doing with said weapon so alabama was it's like well we're still you know investigating and they probably shouldn't let him play but i think they let him play using that kind of a legal loophole to justify letting him play and we saw that he won he scored 41 points in the buzzer and ot plus they're the number two you know team in the league and you're staring you're about what uh, a week and a half away from um conference um you know you know conference um attorneys and then march madness is what three weeks away Mm -hmm. so you know i'm pretty sure they're looking at it from a more of a business standpoint of money and the team not a business standpoint of how you look to your student body you know they're looking at our team aspect, and they're and they're going off the way that if he was never convicted of anything, then we're going to let him play until they convict him of something or he said has some charges brought against. But then if I guess they send him out there saying, well oh, we can send him out," but then how long do we send him out? So
0: so so, he's playing under a, a, a very broad loophole in the sense where. He doesn't necessarily have to have a license to carry in the state of Alabama. So he went and grabbed his seat, gave it to another individual who doesn't need, in the state of Alabama, a license to carry. So in a, I guess in Alabama, I could have a gun. I could turn around and give you the gun. You could turn around and give Al the gun. I could turn around and shoot somebody. Turn around and give it back to you and they give it back to me, and we're good because by law, you don't have to have a a permit to carry. Now, mind you, it might be a murder weapon at some point because it got shot. But if we weren't there to shoot it, then we're not implicated by law.
1: I don't want to get too legally technical here, but that's, that's what it is. That's why he wasn't arrested initially, because the cops saying, we have no crime to charge him with because he didn't commit said crime.
0: And how much you want to bet that that goes to the state legislature? In the next year or two, and they're gonna change the shit out of that damn that that (laughs) law.
1: They'll probably tweak it. (laughs) Somehow they'll tweak it so that certain (laughs) color doesn't get said passed, but they can't do anything about it because that's Alabama law. Right. Right. Oh, that's crazy.
0: I'm sorry, Al, if I cut you off. I just thought that was.
2: you mute.
3: Yeah, I know. Uh, you are completely fine. No, um, I was just listening, to be honest with you. Um, I'm still kind of baffled the fact that they played, um, but I will say this um, with the utmost respect, that's the nature of the state of Alabama. And I'm not knocking what their laws are or the legalities in regards to guns, but for the most part, I think that overall, Alabama from a basketball standpoint, they need, they're they're just doing their due diligence at this stage. They're just saying, the coach is like, look, if he's not being charged, we're gonna play him no matter what. Um, And it looks like the coach is more, you know, worried about the player itself, um, especially after the fact that majority of people was booing him um, during that game. Um, So I think that overall, this is a slippery slope um, because there's going to be people that is definitely not going to be happy about the situation, but like smooth said, it all comes down to the money. And right now Alabama is at a high C in basketball, which (laughs) they had never been in a long time. I should say Uh, the opportunity to win a championship in basketball is now um, as long as he continues to play. So I think that, Boosters and everybody else is going to kind of look the other way and continue to support um, the team as a whole, Uh, but I think that overall, this is just going to be, this is just going to be more media attention added on to because of what has happened and now Alabama, the basketball team is going to be under a microscope so. um, It's unfortunate because a person had to lose their life over this. But overall, he, this kid didn't have. I'm, I'm, let, me, let me phrase it. The person number one out of anything the, from the legal, from the legal standpoint, he didn't do nothing wrong. Ethically, yes, there's could be a lot of people that is going to say what he's done was completely wrong. Should never had a gun in the first place. Without you know whatever, whatever, and that's why the people is going to boo him. But overall, I think that this is going to be something that's going to be. Completely put into the spotlight, and we'll see how it's handled going forth. I mean, to be honest, because it may not affect his college career, but you best believe that NBA scouts is looking into this as well um, to see whether or not he is worth the taking. So,
2: and we'll just see how this plays out. But they're now definitely in the spotlight. Is definitely on them going forward. Well, this
0: is going to be. It's going to be really interesting to follow this case moving forward, especially and, and, and how much did you say he scored last night?
3: 41.
0: 41. Dude, I, it ain't it ain't weighing heavy on his heart. That's for damn sure because he out there just balling like his like, everything good. Because mm. if no. I know, if I had some sort of a burden, I don't know how well I could have played.
3: No, but because to be honest, and I say this and I, I I'm say this because I don't know the person, but this can definitely be a detriment to his scouts from an NBA standpoint, if he's looking to play ball in the NBA, something like this could definitely hurt his chances of making it to the NBA's. So the only way that he could do is continue to just ball to continue to play um, more than average because right now people are looking at him for the wrong thing. and. He needs to really focus on if he's trying to make it into the NBA. I really believe that they're going to do their best to try to get him to be in the best possible light positively. Um, Whether or not it's going to be positive, we will never know. But Alabama, as far as the basketball team, is going to put him in a more positive light to try to increase his chances to make
2: it into the NBA. And they got a job to do.
1: Yeah, it's going to be a, it's going to be so much back and forth with this over the next you know couple of weeks. I mean, if he's still playing on the team, which as of right now, unless something new changes, he will um, winning will, you know, will always, you know, quite some quite some noise. Um, but if this thing's still lingering and we don't know if anything else is going to come out of this, I mean, there's not like drip drips of information. Um, but as it starts being more drip drips of information and now you're heading into the uh, March Madness, you know, tourney, you know, it's going to be very interesting to see how Alabama handles this. But right now, Alabama is saying we didn't know of any of this information about text messages to, you know, uh, you know, to um, to um, Miller um, being asked to bring a gun. You know, even though he was on, on his way already to pick up, you know, the other guy. So they're saying, like, look, we just found all this stuff out the other day. <laughs> and if Alabama is in charge of them. Oh,
0: he was on his way to pick him up. They got a text message. So he doubled back to go get it. Didn't he go get the dude?
1: I don't know if he doubled back or if he was, quote unquote, like walking out the door. Hmm. And got, I, I, I didn't get the full breath of he like left went back and got it and then drove where he was on his way out the door because mm-hmm. apparently they're saying that um, they're apparently saying that you know Darius Miles was waiting to get picked up for a while and Brandon Miller was on his way and then he text message asked him to bring you know bring the heat
0: NBA Darius Miles
1: or is he no, he's a Ford. The guy that's charged with the murder is a Ford for Alabama.
0: Oh, oh, so he was on a basketball team.
1: Yes. Yeah. The okay. other guy that was also charged with connection, I don't know if he was in the basketball team or not.
2: Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah.
0: Craziness is ensuing. This is going to be an ongoing investigation, and I'm sure it's going to get messy real quick. Uh... I just wish these kids would sit there. Man, look, permit, no permit, my gun, this gun, Look, don't ask me to bring no damn heat nowhere because I don't want no direct link to myself to nothing. And I don't know what these guys are sitting there thinking when you're like, oh, yeah, no problem. I will get it. You know, I, I just don't understand what was going through his head where he thought it was perfectly OK to do that, regardless of law or anything like that. But again, like you said, I'm no paralegal. I'm not sitting here trying to twist the law or interpret the law. I'm just using my own damn common sense. Common sense would tell me, you want me to do what? No, nah, I'm good on that. <laughs> That's common sense. But you know, obviously a lot of these young young weapon snappers nowadays don't use too much uh, common sense when it comes to a lot of different things. So,
3: I, 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 But I will say this though also because I think that the coach, maybe I mean yeah, about to say NBA. the NBA, Alabama coach needs to hold his feet to the fire as well to an extent, oh. because there should be no way at this particular point with everything that's going on that even if you know you're innocent and proved, until proving guilty, of course, but there should be no reason why like they're playing as though that like, this is just just some slap on the wrist, like right? it was like some. Some little minor incident. This is a big incident, and I don't think that the NBA, the Alabama coach, you know, I think he needs to take it a little bit more seriously than what he is doing. Not saying that you know he should be you know completely cutting them, cutting a the player or whatever the case may be, but to have him still play like as though nothing happened, I think that sends a black a wrong message as well. Um, especially to the family that just lost
2: their their, door, their daughter.
1: Mm-hmm. I agree. I mean, it, it, I would say at least sit them down so you guys can at least make sure, at least assure that you know this matter is resolved. Whether you know if they're not going to charge you or you're not in, involved in any way, at least sit them down so you can at least get that part. You know. Flushed out,
3: or at least make an attempt. Like you know, it seems as though that there was no even attempt was even made. Like no, we're sitting them down for these next couple of games, and then we'll reevaluate. It it just seems though there was no attempt in that. And I think that if I'm outside looking in, you know, you gotta help hold this person some type of accountability. Even though that guns is maybe legal in the state of Alabama, you should be in a position to be like, if you're playing for this the NCAA team. Like you should not be caught with one period, especially, I mean, if you want to carry your own, if you want to carry state of Alabama, whatever the case may be, that's all well and good. But as long as you are a member of this team, I don't want to see it. I don't even want you having one or whatever the case may be, hold him accountable to some type of extent, but it just seems as though it's just like being brushed under the rug and just allow him to continue to play. That's, and I'm not saying that he may have done it privately. I'm just saying that we haven't seen anything that there was some type of attempt to admit in that regards any discipline
1: you know what this almost reminds me you know uh, not this not this specific situation you know specifically but when it comes to alabama sports in general because we all know there's a lot of shit that goes on with alabama football that we don't even know even even any kind of information you know Sure. There's probably a myriad of issues that go on with Alabama football players that don't nobody know a thing about. It also it kind of reminds me of that movie Friday Lights where the kids were getting to all kinds of shit. The movie, not the series. The movie where the kids are getting all kinds of shit, and the cops come up with the light, and be like, uh, "Don't you guys got a game tomorrow? Yeah, you good? Yeah, okay, just get out of here when I come back." It's like. <laughs> Don't nobody want to mess up, especially football. But don't nobody want to mess up Alabama sports in Alabama. They'll let things go to a certain point, unless the situation is like this, where they can't, where a guy, you know, you know, shot kill somebody. But it's almost like with Alabama football or Alabama sports, they'll let thing, they'll push it to a point where they can let it go until they, they can't sweep stuff under the rug or. Optically, they got to do something.
2: Hmm. Sad state of affairs, sir. Sad state of affairs. Mm -hmm. Uh, With that
0: being said, we're coming up against some time. Uh, We thank everybody for coming out, tuning in. We really appreciate all of you guys. So without further ado, fellas, let everybody know where you can be found.
1: You can find me on Snapchat, Twitter, and Instagram. J E Ross number seven. J E Ross number seven. And before I before I finish out, I just want to say, go two thousand twenty three champs. JCC basketball. Ow.
2: <laughs> you know what?
3: You can find me <laughs> on Twitter, Instagram. I am calls Qualls. Twitter, Instagram. I am our Qualls. And in that regards is. Yeah, I, man,
1: accept your flowers, man. Accept your flowers. Except I do appreciate it. Nah,
3: no, I, I do appreciate it. But, you know, I, I was just mad the fact that how everything turned out at the end. But, you know, um, we still won. So, still was undefeated. Can't knock it. I'll take it as I can give it because that's rare. So, um, but yes, you can find me on in Twitter, Instagram, I am OutQualls. Twitter, Instagram, I am Al Cross.
0: And you could have found me outside today because it was hot than a mother ever here in Brown. Yeah, we tipped, we tipped a, a, a bombing 74 degrees. Really? Everywhere. Not yeah. us. Not <laughs> us. Yeah, we was at 74.
2: Well, he was tomorrow more at 65.
0: It's going <laughs> to be 40 degrees tomorrow. Oh, uh, great. Or... Yes, yeah, it's, it's going to be cold tomorrow. Yeah, oh,
3: yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>
0: But uh, you can find me on Twitter at CatDaddy1963. Uh, That's CatDaddy1963 on Twitter. So thank you once again, everybody, for tuning in. We really appreciate you. Make sure you reach out to us on all social media platforms. You can find us everywhere. we stream streaming live on YouTube. You can find us on all your podcast stuff. You can find us on Twitter, IG. You name it, you can find us. You can even probably pick up a rocket. You'll probably hear us speaking. So, you know, make sure you tune in. And this makes you guys stay safe. Bumble up. Still winter out there. And uh, hopefully uh, Mother Nature ain't too pissed off about stuff so we can kind of ease in the spring nicely and not this chaotic crap that's been going on lately. So we love y'all. Y'all have a great night. Until next week.